This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. And if you do and you're giving at the $5 level, you will get ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. And let me give a shout out to some of our more recent supporters. They include Michael S., Brian M., Mina, NFNC, Larry W., Aaron D., David, and Dan Y. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. Hello. Hello. Um, And also, before we get started, love to wish a happy birthday to the unofficial third host of this podcast, Ms. Dottie Hinson. Happy birthday, Dottie. Dottie turned seven today, and for her birthday, she asked for Hemant to give her a treat. This is a dental bone treat. Hold this. This is disgusting. Call the dog. Doggy. Good girl. And oh, good girl. She loved it. We she will loves Hemant. Hemant hates her. Yes. Um, I almost made him give her a pig's ear, but I figured that was in poor taste for a vegetarian. And I care about people. Deeply offended. Anyway, happy birthday to my sweet dog. She's <laughs> seven. Shop, uh, dop, don't shop, etc. All right. Off we go. Let's talk about little Nas X. What's he up to? Oh, oh, he's up to a lot of things. Yeah? He has a new song coming out um, on Friday, us. January 12th. Okay. Friday, um, okay. That is tomorrow as tomorrow, we're recording this. obviously Daddy's birthday, the 11th. Correct. <laughs> as we all know. Uh, it's his first new single since 2022. And basically, Little Nas X has perfected, I think, the art of trolling Christians oh, in God. order to promote everything he does now. And I'm here for it. I love that. I was when you brought him up. I was genuinely afraid he did something bad. But oh, no. oh bless his nope. little heart, little Nas X. Among the many things he's doing, the new song is called J Christ. <laughs> uh, when he announced it earlier, no, 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 no this you don't week, understand. It's my cousin Jennifer Christ. Yeah, yeah, and it's in all caps, by the way. <laughs> he also announced earlier this week it's dedicated to the man who had the greatest comeback of all time. And the image Fine. that accompanied that image. I'm sorry. The image that accompanied that like tweet, that uh, Instagram post, was basically little Nas X crucified on a cross, oh, being raised up by people in various stages of dress. Raised up this like way? raised up. The cross is going okay. up, and it's being pulled up by strings because it's uh-huh. very like heavy. Like it's pivoting up, yes. right? It's not like floating upward. So there's that. So that's cool. part Various one. Various states of dress, you say? Uh, yeah. Is there I a mean, pattern? Can I see it? You can. Have fun watching this. Yep. Oh, I love Like, it, it looks like a painting, like an oil painting. It's really beautiful. Or maybe would, he's just oiled up. I would argue they're not in various states of undress. I would argue they're more in, like, very, like, chic versions of what they might have worn around the hey, time of Christ. as a fashion expert. Like, it, it's all sort of, like, chic shawls that look okay. kind of raggedy, but probably cost $12 million. <laughs> I guarantee you that's what's up. Then he posted, because, oh. of course, you don't just market your new single with one image. Yeah, you got to go every day of the week and gives us something big. So the next picture was little Nas X dressed up as an angel holding two machine guns. (laughs) Which, to be fair... Which, to be fair, resembles modern-day evangelicals far more than dressing up like Jesus. I was really hoping you were going to say he dressed up like a biblically accurate angel and just, like, (laughs) was a bunch of wheels and eyes and wings. Oh, oh, he's going after (laughs) some people. But all of that was... It paled in comparison to the third announcement that 
uh, little Nas X, whose real name is Montero Hill. Excuse uh, me, Montero Hill? And yes. he changed it? Are you out of your fucking <laughs> mind? That's a dope name. Let Montero? Me read, let me read the caption All before right. I read you the post. Um, I know some of y'all hate me right now, but I want y'all to know I'm literally about to go to college for biblical studies in the fall. Not everything is a troll. Anyways, I'm a student again. Let's go. And then he posts his acceptance letter from Liberty University. Dear Montero Hill, what? Congratulations, you've been officially accepted to Liberty University for the fall 2024 semester with a dual concentration in Christian leadership and biblical studies. <laughs> what are you saying, Tim? Oh. How am I supposed to process Montero, this? Montero, the what entire I... Liberty family congratulates you. Now is your time to train as a champion for Christ. Sincerely, Jerry Falwell, President. I'm so confused. I was I'm at first. So I will admit. deeply confused. But because he said it's specifically not a troll. Is that a troll? Are you double that, trolling us? He may be reverse cross troll. I mean, <laughs> I, reverse cross trolling. Reverse cross trolling. I don't know what the right word is. I will admit, this is the first thing I saw. Yeah. Not the third thing I saw. So I was like, wait, oh. is he joking? He must be. He has to be. But also, what? Um, and then it did. if you take more than three seconds... To look at it, it's like, oh, right. Uh, Liberty University, if they're saying you're admitted for the fall of 2024 next year, uh -huh. well, the president of Liberty is not Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell, the original, died in 2007. Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, which is what everyone's thinking of, that guy resigned in 2020 to watch the pool boys. Yep. So, like, okay, it's clear this is a joke. Oh, God, I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the current president of Liberty University? The answer is no one cares anymore because that dude's not in the news, really. Does so, he have a name that I'd recognize? Dondi Costin, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't nope. matter. I'm but sorry I The asked. point is, he's trolling again, and it's glorious. That is... I guys, the emotional roller coaster <laughs> I just went on was a lot. I'm really sad we're recording in the morning I know. and I don't have wine to, it to was comfort glorious. me. That's so good. But wait, he didn't just limit it to Twitter no. slash uh, Instagram. Okay. He's also on TikTok, and I want to show you this. I know, I know, it's hard to do this on a podcast, but come, okay. come enjoy. I'll paint everybody a word picture. Yeah, come enjoy what was happening over here. Uh, because the other thing he posted, this is not the one I want to show you. Um, the one I want to show you is, if I can get this to work, he posted a video of himself on TikTok where he was downing communion wafers and communion wine. Oh, my Christ. To which everyone's like, yeah, you know you've all wanted to do this. This one isn't even evangelical. This that is straight up Catholic. Is but he's just downing communion wine like he's at a buffet. He's, he's, they're all each individual little shots of communion <laughs> wine. And so he's just doing shooters. And then yeah. just mowing down the... Have you ever had a communion wafer? Um, I feel like I must have at some point. I, I don't remember, but... The only thing uh, I've let's go with yes. had is... Um, Not the tastiest. No, it's a, a, a Płotnik. It's a Polish thing. And I think it's just a giant wafer cracker, but they really, they're like kind of styrofoam, so you can put away 12 of those and not even notice. Right, and if you got it from like a, an actual wafer from a store, it'd be even more because they're actually tasty. Yeah. But the communion Maybe wine. Salt or, I mean. Is the communion wine alcoholic? It can be. 
But like, so if I bring my eight-year-old, my Catholic eight-year-old, yes, to wait, no, no, no. I'm sure Catholic they have fourteen-year-olds because I think sure they have to be confirmed. They have children's versions of them. I just wonder, just writ large, like you know, obviously it's a drink of wine, so it's not going to make that of much. All effect, the things you are feels, ingesting from I the Catholic Church, focus the on the alcoholic wine is the least of anyone's. I have concerns. a curious mind, Hammond. I have yes. questions that need answered. So. Basically, <laughs> I don't know what the song's about. I don't know what the have album's you, about. No one's heard it. It's not oh, out it's till not tomorrow. So it's like, where are you going with this? Oh my god! I don't. So I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm here just for amused. It. But I'm... just to remind people, we had this conversation in 2021 because his first album. You you've heard of Old Town Road, mm-hmm. but the album his first album called Montero came out in 2021 and at the time one of the ways he promoted that thing was that he partnered with a design company called Mischief um, who, which is famous yes. for putting out like just Truly virally kind of. sort of things and they released Satan shoes yes. and this was they a, had a drop of blood in them right? They did yes. have a drop of human blood these were a limited run of 666 modified Nikes uh, with a drop of human blood and pentagrams and it was there was a reference to a Bible verse, Luke uh, chapter ten, verse eighteen, which says, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven." Well, it's very evocative, uh-huh. isn't it? And that thing, uh, it, it riled up every conservative Christian, and he was ready with the response every time. Like he was sitting on Twitter waiting for them to chime in so he could respond. So you had. Uh, Governor Christy Nome saying, like, our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive Wait, talking about the shoes. What state are we in? Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, okay. uh, Dakota. She's a Dakota. All of a sudden I heard about governor and I was confused. <laughs> she is. Governor of Nazis. She wants to be uh, the go- She wants to be vice president. We'll see how that works really? out for her. But Christy anyway. what? Nome. Nome? Yeah. Like a G? Nope. N-O-M-E? Nope, you're going off N-O-M-E? on the wrong tangent. Okay, okay, sorry. So she's like, you know what's more exclusive? Huh? Their God-given eternal soul. No, to which I mean, little Nas X responds, you're a whole governor and you on here tweeting about some damn shoes. Do your job. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. But I would also say that your soul is like not very valuable because mm-hmm. everybody has one. That too. Someone else chimed in like, my kids will never play Old Town Road again, to which little Nas X responded, they shouldn't be playing Old Town Road anyway. We stream and call me by your name now, his new song. <laughs> Candace Owens chimed in, to which he said, you know you did something right when she talks about it. Uh, Greg First Locke. of all, can we talk about Heaven's excellent little Nas X voice? It's so good. I really like it. Go ahead. I know. Greg Locke <laughs> chimed in saying sure. he was not a fan, to which little Nas X chimed in with, I'm sampling this, the sermon thing. He didn't, Very but it was funny. funny. And of course, if you've seen the video for Montero, Call Me By Your Name, mm. this is the video where little Nas X slides down a stripper pole to hell before mm. giving Satan a lap dance. Our world got kind of weird. Yeah, that was the good times. This is what we're talking about on like a news, <laughs> ostensibly a news program. But it all worked because stripper pole tonight at nine. Stripper poles to hell. <laughs> is there one in your town? I Tune mean, in. to be fair, if it was that long, that's like one of those giant water slides. Like I would totally go down a, like a pole that 100%. long. That sounds fun. You would the, definitely need some sort of like gloves. Yeah, because like children's playgrounds don't do it for me anymore. No, 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 because no, they're like five feet tall and yeah. they're six feet tall. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's Correct. Absolute, why aren't there playgrounds for adults? Yes. Oh, high ropes courses. Mm. 
So that song, the the Satan song, that one debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The Mm -hmm. full album peaked at number two. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Like, he did well. So, of course, he's generating, he's doing all the Christian trolling now because it worked the last time. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And given that he's an openly queer artist whose whole thing is defying convention, why why not piss off the right people? The fact that he makes music people actually like means their outrage Mm. just makes them look bad. They get madder and madder. He's just poking them harder and harder. It is funny that, like, he's so blatantly trolling them, and they have just no understanding that, like... A, this is nothing. This is a flash in the pan thing that like people will remember in the Isle of the 2020s and 30 <laughs> years. But like, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a flash in the pan thing. I'm, hopefully it's a prolific career and it's long, around for a long time. But they, they being the Christian right, are just getting so bogged down in like the little minutia of like pop people not adhering to their culture. Right. It's just the dumbest fight you can pick. It's just like, it's like people telling the Beatles to cut their hair. Like you're in the <laughs> same generation of people like, Oh, David Bowie, he doesn't dress like a boy. Like yeah. these are the same people generation after generation. And none of them, none of them have the wherewithal to like, look back a generation in history to be like, is this really the end times? We because the we also thought, were we the baddies? Like, we also thought that D&D was bringing the end times. Right. And all it's done is given a lot of white guys podcasts, which is <laughs> fine. I like those. But you know what I mean? Like, their, their long game is so stupid because, like, picking these culture And then wars, they ask themselves, why are all these young people leaving the church? Don't understand and it. And then they blame Lil Nas X and then yell yeah. at him, and everyone's like, well, if you're yelling Which, at him, I like him. And I think one thing I appreciate is that there was a time when people might be afraid of conservative Christians boycotting, sure. flipping out over Very your stuff. recently. And he's just leaning into it like, oh, no, you're doing my marketing for me, which I love. One yeah. uh, person online said this last time he trolled Christians, which is... Love seeing Christians be like, I can't believe LGBTQ teens are worshiping Satan instead of our nice God who hates them. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's to be fair. I would say every three years, some big celebrity comes out and does the, oh, like Christians love you so much, they'll murder you or whatever. And like, good for them. Good for every new person who realizes or points out that the Christian right is just hypocrisy in a trench coat. And this is what I appreciate about him. Like, he's using his giant platform to go after one of the most pernicious forces in our society, conservative Christians, mm-hmm. who are primarily motivated by how much harm they can inflict Truly. on marginalized communities. How much power they can gain and over people. Unlike other pop stars, say like Taylor Swift, whose whole thing is she's universal sure. and everyone loves her music, he knows that's not his jam. Like, he's playing to an audience, yeah. and his audience knows the difference between, like, spirited mockery mm. and inherent cruelty. Mm-hmm. And so, the, like, the side that worships Jesus, they're not the good ones in this battle. Sure. And, he, again, little Nas X is leaning into it. The website promoting the new so single. good. The beginning. It, beginning is near dot com. Not the end is near. Beginning, beginning is near. near. This is, um, God, he's a ge- How old is he? Isn't he, like, 20? 12. Yeah, something like that. He's a baby. Good for him. This guy gets it. He does say he does not consider any of this trolling, even though I think he's very clearly trolling. He sees this as art, which is using iconography that so many people recognize and then reinterpreting it for himself, which is what everyone does. I mean, is was Andy Warhol trolling? Exactly. Like 
all those pictures, we talked about this like a week or two ago, all those paintings of Jesus that make him look like a white guy. Mm -mm. What is that? It's taking a familiar story, then putting your own stamp Mm -hmm. on it because Jesus wasn't white. And that's what he's doing. He's like, no, this isn't, of course, the real thing. But this is the story you all know. And I'm going to use it to say something different. Mm -hmm. That's how art works. Mm -hmm. He says this is a basically a sincere homage. This is from Little Nas X this week. The crazy thing is nowhere in the picture of the crucifix being raised up is a mockery of Jesus. Nowhere. Jesus's image is used throughout history and people's art all over the world. I'm not making fun of shit. Y'all just got to <laughs> stop trying to gatekeep a religion that was here before any of us were even born. Shut the fuck up. And to, that, to his end, there are places where people reenact the crucifixion. <laughs> so church. like, yeah. Well, no, no, literally, like, I, I mean, I feel like it was, like, Discovery in 1999, but, like, you know, you go to certain parts of the country, and somebody gets, like, faux crucified, and they do, so, like, if that's not mocking Jesus, why is this mocking Jesus? Right, because and by the way, literally looking at the picture, there is nothing, it, like, Madonna he's like, has famous use, famously used oh, religious yeah. imagery. Kanye West, back in the day, wore a crown of thorns on his head for the cover of Rolling Stone. Yep. Like, um, and is... now he's totally a conservative Christian and believes all the conspiracy theories. Well, I mean, he has some other deep-seated issues that yeah. we all I mean, need to ignore. No one is hurting Christianity more yeah. than the bigots who use Jesus as an excuse to hate others. Little Nas X is not your problem. Truly. Like, if you're worried about who's doing damage to the faith, mm-hmm. it's not that guy. It's all of you. So and it, it, It's truly like when I brought up the idea of, you know, a generation before it was cut your hair dirty hippie or yeah. whatever. I, I think that there is a short sightedness in the religious right that is very interesting to me. I listened to uh, this day in political, uh, this day in esoteric political history, and they did a thing about um, the you know the letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Baptist yeah, convention. Yeah, Baptist. Yeah, that's the separation of church. That's and state where the thing. phrase "a wall of separation between church and state." And so they talked about that and about how the Christian right has, what that means to them is different now than it would have been then. And I would highly recommend everybody listen to it for context for like what today's Christian right is compared to what it used to be. Not that they used to be better or worse or whatever. It's just incredibly different. Their goals are different. And um, I think it's, it's worth, uh, if you're interested in this, worth listening to. Yeah. I'll make a note about it. With spring finally in view, you might be thinking about inviting over some friends for an outdoor meal. I know I'm looking forward to that. And that means you should be thinking about ButcherBox. You can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. The food is high quality, grass-fed, and free-range. More than anything, it'll give you peace of mind knowing everyone who eats it will enjoy it. You get free shipping, too. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a whole year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free offer and get $20 off. And with that, let's talk about politics. Oh, good. Uh, were we not? We were not. <laughs> okay. um, next week is the Iowa caucuses, the first step in the primaries Wait, for I Republicans. We I- oh, oh, Republicans. Oh, Republicans. Because Democrats are done so. Well, we Democrats. have a president and we don't need a primary. I remember right. how politics work. Yes. Got technically, it. there are two 
Democrats challenging Joe Biden. And no. And one of them literally had a campaign event this week where zero people showed up. And there was a picture of him sitting on the back of his truck. Like, sometimes you build it and they don't come. And it's like, yeah, buddy, we told you this when you entered the race. What are you doing, Dean Phillips? Okay. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Republicans have their Iowa caucus on a Monday. And one of the, there's always all the articles about what do these Iowans think, which is the only time anyone ever cares about that question. But every four years, thankfully, Democrats are done with Iowa forever. Yay. Um, (laughs) So... The qu- to <laughs> no, I don't even know where you're going with that. Oh, that's just music, man. Oh, okay. Whenever we bring up Iowa, I have to quote music. Got it. It's sort of a law. There is. <laughs> there was an article this week in the New York Times about basically what's going on with the influence of Christians in Iowa ahead of the caucuses. Sure. Because sure. Iowa is famously like almost 80% white evangelical, Mm. at least in the Republican side of things. And so they've always had an outsized influence in who wins the Iowa caucuses. Which has an outsized influence on who gets the nomination, so it's all of a piece. And what's interesting about that Mm. is in the past, some of the more famous leaders, for example, there's a guy, Bob Vanderplatz, who is like the white evangelical that all the candidates, Republicans anyway, want to get the endorsement of because they know he has a lot of sway among evangelicals. Vanderplatz? Vanderplatz. Love it. And in the past, who did he endorse? He endorsed Mike Huckabee. I think that was 2008. Guess what? Mike Huckabee won the caucus that year. Oh. He wasn't the he wasn't the nominee, but Dang. he won the Iowa caucus. He endorsed Rick Santorum. Oh, boy. In I 20, forgot about that In dork. 2012, Rick Santorum beat Mitt Romney in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Vanderplatz endorsed Ted Cruz in 2016. Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus Shit, okay. that year. So Vanderplatz has sway. Well, he has sway for Iowa. He doesn't seem to oh, have no, national no, sway. But that's it. That's all we're talking about. We're talking about Iowa. Yeah. And in Iowa, his word goes a long way. So this goes to the heart of the question, like, all right, so what's going to happen? There obviously wasn't a Republican caucus in 2020. They were going with Trump. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what's going on now? Well, one thing to keep in mind is Bob Vanderplatz this time around, he's endorsing Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is playing up his oh. faith credentials. DeSantis is Catholic, but he's very much... Uh, he's Catholic? Uh, he's Catholic. What? Yeah, not news because none of it really matters anymore. I know it's not news anymore. to you, but like... No, it's not news because... But he's cosplaying does... like an evangelical. That's the thing. He is cosplaying like an evangelical, but so is Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, fair enough, Hindu. fair enough, fair enough. And Donald Trump... Isn't any of those yeah, things. Yeah, he's... So that's the thing. So Ron DeSantis gets the endorsement, the coveted Vanderplatz endorsement, mm. but obviously the polls don't show DeSantis doing well at all. Sure. Like sure. he's losing to Nikki Haley. Is anybody doing? No. Trump has more than 50% of the vote according to the polls. Nikki Haley's second place, and she's like at 20%. So really, the I mean, there were debates this week between Haley and DeSantis. And it's like, why are we here? Because all of you are losing and neither of you want to go after Trump. You're going after each other. Like, where where are you going with this? It's a battle for who might be vice president or I something. I have no idea how this year is going to shake out. Oh, I'll out. tell you how it'll go. Donald Trump will wrap this up within like two weeks and then we'll be done with the rest of them. Then he'll pick Nikki Haley to be his vice president. And then they will put up a hello. I mean, it's not going to be an easy November uh, hopefully some people will come to their senses and vote for but, uh, Joe Biden, even if you don't like him, because the alternative is crazy. Is there any, like, ongoing lawsuits that can shift something? I know that there's... Maybe. If Trump gets convicted, that could shake the That's election a, Yeah, up. like, things are... 
going to happen between now and November, oh, obviously. Oh, many but things. Like, but on paper, his, he'll, absolu- he'll make fun of Nikki Haley right now until forever, and she's attacking him, kind of, from now until forever. But he will eventually be like, I need to win to stay out of jail, so I'll pick Nikki Haley to show people, look, I can have a quote-unquote moderate... And then she mm. will act like she never said anything bad about Trump. That's how she rolls. She doesn't have any principles. Anyway, so back to the question of what's the influence of evangelicals in Iowa? Because mm-hmm. they're not helping Ron DeSantis. Uh-huh. And there's an article that basically talked to Iowan voters. My mm. favorite quotation was from this lady. Uh, her name is Karen Johnson. And this is the quotation that got a lot of attention because it was hilarious. She's a Trump supporter. She says, you know, she loves frequent prayer. She's a right-wing MAGA cultist. Um, But here's the quotation. Trump is our David and our Goliath. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything, because in the story, Goliath's not the guy you want to be, so what are you even talking about? I mean, I think what she thinks she's saying is he's both the underdog and a mighty soldier, which is... Yes, I think you are correct. Which I understand why she, that's what she's trying to say. <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe casting him as the villain in one of the most famous biblical stories isn't the way to go. Yeah, maybe not. And also, it's like what it comes down to is these religious conservatives are using whatever biblically based yeah. reasons they want to offer to support someone who clearly doesn't give a shit about any of this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the joke because white evangelicals, you used to think in Iowa, these people care about certain issues, culture war issues, mm. and if you could rile them up on those things, yeah. like Ted Cruz, like Mike Huckabee, of course they'll get your support. Because they did in the past. They won the Iowa Republican caucus. And now, yeah, Trump will say he supports all that stuff, but even Trump knows enough to say, like, yeah, abortion, I did it. I overturned Roe v. Wade because I put those three Supreme Court judges on the bench. But also, he knows as well as anyone Uh, That's not a winning issue for Mm. our side. So he goes back and forth about it. So what is it that white evangelicals care about these days? Because it doesn't seem like they're transformed by Ron DeSantis, who is all about the culture wars. Yeah. If they're all for Trump. Because I think it's not about culture wars. I think it's a cult of personality. Yes. And And that's the change. Because these mm, people, I mean, critics like us. Change versus like 2016? And everything before that. Critics like us have said, these people don't actually have ethics or principles. They just say like, oh, I hate gay people, so that's why I'm going to vote the way I'm voting. And now it's like, "Eh, yeah, it is a cult of personality because you never cared about Jesus. This was never because... I hate gay people because the Bible teaches me to do this. No, it's, you it hate was. gay people because they're not your people. Yeah, and it, it's othering. It's, it's just othering. othering everybody. And, and this is a perfect example of that because now they're all in on Trump, who is nothing like the sort of Jesus they claim to pray to. Yeah. Here's the here's the paragraph in the Times article that was interesting. Being evangelical once suggested regular church attendance, a focus on salvation and conversion, Mm. and strongly held views on specific issues such as abortion. Mm -hmm. Today, it is often used to describe a cultural and political identity, Mm -hmm. one in which Christians are considered a persecuted minority, traditional institutions are viewed skeptically, and Mr. Trump looms large which I think is very accurate. Yeah, I think If so you too. think of evangelical Christians, you're not thinking of, oh, these are good devout people who go to church every right. week. They really care about your salvation. No, if I want to like put up a magnet to draw evangelical Christians, mm-hmm. I'll hold up a picture of a trans person or a drag queen, right. not a picture of Jesus. They're not coming to, they're not 
going to come crawling to that. Right. You just tell them, here's a group you hate, and they'll come crawling to that well, instead. I, here's a gun. Here, mm. they will be drawn to that like a moth to a flame. Well, we even talked about um, in the year in review episode, the guy who said that, like, the qualities that we used to admire about Jesus, people are not calling weak. And, yeah. like, how Jesus do you... Jesus was a socialist. They would you... never vote for Jesus if he was running in the Republican primary. I do wonder how they... F- well, it doesn't matter about how they figured this Jesus who said he loved everybody and helped That sex guy workers. never existed, and they never cared about that dude. I mean, the fact that white evangelicals in Iowa are flocking to Trump, even though Ron DeSantis would advance a nearly identical agenda. And is probably more politically viable at this point. Yeah, and that's his whole campaign. I did it in Florida with the help of a supermajority of Republicans, because well. you could do anything you want with the supermajority. Right. But he's like, look, I did it in Florida. Don't you want me to do that everywhere? Mm. And they don't care. They're just like, no, nah, Trump, who, we just like this dude. That That's really it. is all it is. It says more about how much Christianity really ever motivated these people. It doesn't. It never has. It was always just the othering. It was the, we're part of the same tribe, and we're not swayed by principle. We're right. swayed by whoever panders to us well, better. I think there's a few problems with longevity in this particular plan that they have. One would be that the, like demographic of white christian straight evangelicals is shrinking yes precipitously which also means the shrinking base is more extreme Uh they don't have anyone to moderate but also when i was in uh 2016 2018 or 2018 when i was uh knocking doors there's a lot of talk about down ballot stuff Mm -hmm. you know down ballot measures you're not just voting for president governor whomever you're voting for your city council member and I wonder, and this I don't know, I wonder if this sort of fixation on one person who doesn't even necessarily represent the GOP, like he doesn't talk about himself as a, right? He's just him. He's mm-hmm. just pro him. So I just wonder what that is going to do to down ticket ballots of people just showing up to vote for Trump and then sort of, he's not going to go down and support anybody down ticket, right? right. He's not going to endorse I mean, anybody. that's the hope in the general election that, Enough people, not the white evangelicals, they're a lost cause in a lot of cases, Mm. but that a lot of people will be so disturbed by Trump, especially if he gets convicted, which would turn off a lot of independent voters, that they wouldn't go to the poll. Even if they don't support Biden, they probably won't vote for Trump, which would hurt Republican candidates down ballot, too, which would be fantastic. Um, This is... Go ahead. No, no, you go first. Another interesting thing about this is that... There are polls, this is also from the article, polls show that the future nominee, uh, Trump, back Mm. in the day, uh, this is from 2016, he was most popular among one group of people in particular, white evangelicals, self-described white evangelicals, who seldom or never went to church. Which makes you wonder, if these people aren't going to church, why do they think they call themselves evangelical? Because church going isn't their identity. Mm. They think they're evangelicals. They say they're evangelicals. But what does that actually mean in practice? Not what theologians, not what scholars of evangelicals said, like, what does it mean to be an evangelical? Well, there's a few things you have have to to evangelize is kind of right there. And if these people aren't going to church, you're kind of violating what everyone considered the definition of evangelical. Sure. There was one other anecdote in this story that I found interesting, uh, which is, this is from the article, at Mr. Trump's rally in Coralville, it was Joel Tenney. uh, Now. Now, okay. It was Joel Tenney, a 27-year-old local evangelist who does not lead a church who delivered the opening prayer. 
The crowd responded tepidly to his impassioned recitation of several Bible verses, but the rally-goers roared to life when he set aside the scripture and told them what they had come to hear. So when he starts talking about Trump, they cheer up, they get super excited. When this dude is reading from the Bible, they're all like, yeah, I don't care, I'm not here for this. Which is very much a Greg Locke thing as well. Sure. Like, he claims, oh, we're going to do a Bible reading. No one cares. No one spreads that yeah, online. They, so he doesn't do it as much. They want to see people get their head touched and fall down on stage. They <laughs> and they want to see him prance around on stage and just and yell just, about yeah, government, just spread conspiracy theories. make up some theories. shit and yell about and say in certain tonalities so they know when they're supposed to cheer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what does it mean to be an evangelical these days? Church adherence in one particular community fell 31% from 2010 to 2020, the steepest in the state, even as 80% <laughs> of the population continued to identify in surveys as white Christians. Is there any, um, is there any kind of uh, a parallel for like liberals of like, oh yeah, I consider myself liberal, but I've never voted. I guess mm. that would be it. Like, I'm a, I'm really liberal, but I don't vote. Or liberal isn't the term I would use. But if there, there are people who are so disgusted by. Trump and Trumpism that they might say, well, I'm on the other side. I, I do vote, yeah, but I don't call myself a Democrat. I don't call myself mm -hmm. a liberal. Maybe you, I've seen that a lot. Sure, but But not... now if you're saying you're a Democrat or you're saying you're a progressive, I feel like what does that mean in practice? That means you care about politics and you vote. Yeah. And like, on the specifics, it's going to change. When I hear somebody says they're progressive, I think that they are pro-choice, pro-LGBTQ yeah. rights, and like that kind of thing. Yeah. But on the other side, there's an open question as to what evangelical means, at least in Iowa, at least based on this election. One other quote from someone else. This is someone who said, I voted for Trump twice and I'll vote for him again. He's the only savior I can see. Raised as a Baptist, this person no longer attends church. Hmm. I just try to do right, she said. I just, I wish I could know what they saw. I wish I could if Democrats, see what they saw. If any prominent Democrat said, Joe Biden's our savior, they would get blasted for How dare you compare him to Jesus? And rightly so. And rightly it's so. It's wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Like, for, for everything else aside... Calling a politician your savior is yeah, so you need a naive. New hobby. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> especially, especially they worship because... They worship their elected officials where I'm like, eh, if you ask me about Democrats, even ones I like, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're fine. True. I like them. I was Keep just talking to uh, my... And I'm going to move on with my life. The lady who cuts my hair because the she was like, oh, did you hear the paper? They're going to release whoever, uh, what's-his-face's list of pedophile Jeffrey island. Epidemia. Jeffrey and we were talking about that, and I... My, one of Casual my people, salon conversation. Yeah, well, I'm a very mature person, <laughs> and I have interesting conversations. I don't know how to talk. Yes. But I, one of my favorite things that I see often on Facebook or whatever is like, well, what if Bill Clinton is on that list? Fucking take him! Right, like, right, right. There No is, one's defending him. There is him. not a single Democrat or anybody who shares my ideology, not a single one, who if I found out they were fucking a kid... I would not be like, get out of my life. Like, yeah. I, truly, I don't. By the way, now I that we're going to be demonetized, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. One other lady uh, who was quoted in this piece, she took her eighth grade son out of school to attend a rally for Trump. Uh. She said abortion policy is, quote, one thing I don't really stress. Have you ever heard a white what? evangelical? That's all I think about. Then what is she voting for? Trump, her savior. 
But like, to what end? What is Trump going to do? Because I thought it was all he, about abortion. He talks about Christians being persecuted and he says, I'll be your champion. And that's it. Again, he's not devout in any meaningful way. He just tells evangelicals what he thinks they want to hear. And they're dumb enough to fall for it because, again, he did give them the judges they wanted, which, yeah. of course, any Republican would have done. I mean, yeah, that's what so, we talked about for four years yeah. is, well, he got got this judge in. Oh, they got that so judge they, in. And because of that, they do not give a damn about the criminal indictments, the Hitler-esque rhetoric, the adoration of international fascists, the selfishness, the embrace of ignorance, whatever Trump offers. Do you, oh God, I don't know. Do Another you Republican think in if, the article. Huh, Sorry, this is in the Associated Press, but a different article, same concept. This other 72-year-old Republican who says he's going to caucus for Trump all the way says he felt the former president, quote, exemplified what Jesus would do. Which, what do you think understand. Jesus did? That's the thing I don't, I, like, listen, I get the Doesn't make Trump look good. That makes Jesus look shitty. What are you doing? Well, I've just watched so many, like, documentaries about cults. And it's always shit like this. And, like, it makes me, like, I know objectively anybody's susceptible to get drawn into a cult. But it's so scary to see it, like, to see it happening, happening in real live time. <laughs> around the country. Yeah. And it's getting worse. It's like, I haven't watched it yet, but there's one that, like, it's a creepy cult. And then the woman who ran it died. And everyone's like, no notes here. We'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah, like, I think if there's any silver lining to all this, it's that the switch from worshiping Jesus to worshiping Trump has pushed a lot of decent people, especially young people, out of organized religion entirely, sure. even if they're not on our side. But if and when Trump wins the caucus next week, I think it'll prove what people like us, the critics of Christian nationalism, have been saying forever. Those Republicans, they were never values voters or anything like that. They were conservatives who used religion as a weapon mm -hmm. to hurt their enemies. Mm -hmm. And now they found someone who speaks their language, so they're they're ready to discard all the religious stuff that they never cared about anyway. And now we have like we will have proof that yeah, you never actually cared about the Bible, religion, Jesus. You said that. Yeah. You still say that, but none of that actually matters. It must come come down to like us versus them, right? Like I think it just comes down to tribalism, right? Of like if, if you're you not ask, with what does me it mean to be an evangelical me. and it used to mean conversion yeah. matters and you believe Jesus is the the one no, true God, whatever. All that stuff. Now it's the belief that you are a persecuted group. I think that's the one thing that yeah. combines that draws together all of these people. They believe for crazy reasons mm. that they are being persecuted in. And I just want to yell back like, all right, who has it good in this country? Because Truly. please well, they think tell me black women and queer people yeah. are like given parades when they leave the house in the morning, happy to swap out every Christian in Congress for a non-religious person. Which group do you want to be right now? I mean, it really is so frustrating to cry persecution when it's like, has there ever been a non-Christian president? Yeah, I know. Maybe one day. Like, well, how? I well, <laughs> we've had a couple Catholics and they don't like them either, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> my God, at uh, Christmas, my mother-in-law, ready for a really cool, chill conversation, my mother-in-law was talking about a book she read about the rise of the um, KKK. It's like, Casual conversation. Fire, fire in the heartland or something okay. to that effect. And so we just, Christmas dinner, me, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law, both of whom are Catholic, had a really nice conversation about how the KKK hated the Catholics. 
Which I, I think that is a sort of piece of uh, historical knowledge that has been lost. That and they're a Catholic organization? No, no, no. That oh. they were anti-Catholic. That oh, the KKK, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a Christian organization, but yeah, they... They were mainly anti-Catholic. Yes. Like, the anti-black shit was sort of like, oh, just throw them on in the pile. It was an anti-Catholic group, and like... Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Like, how how can you not see that anybody who is an other is in danger? Like, it is, it's just like y- people who complain about how the Irish were treated in the turn of the century. And then they're like, well, but Mexicans are terrible. Like, what do you think? Why do people not see the patterns of history? The fucking people who told the Beatles to cut their hair, the people who are telling yeah. Lil Nas X he's going to, ha- it's just, it's just so fucking dumb and I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over and over. The moral panics over anything. It's exhausting Learning and we can't get anything school- else done. Listen, when you're homeschooled <sighs> and you have these Christian textbooks, history is not their strong suit. It's just really funny. Ask but, Nikki I Haley mean, fuck, about the I Civil took War. Dec- I went to Hinsdale South. It's a decent high school. I went to Ball State. I took some history classes. I didn't know the shit about the KKK. I don't know a lot of stuff. Ugh. It's just annoying him and is the problem. Agreed. Okay. Let's talk about the other aspect of the Trump thing that uh, stood out to me, which was he released, he didn't release this ad. He promoted it on Truth Social. And it's basically a three-minute propaganda video. Um, I'm going to read you the opening line. Wow, Truth Social is still kicking, huh? It's, it's just him. Um, and on June 14th, 1946, Trump's birthday, mm. God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. And then this goes on for many, many Are minutes. Are you kidding? Now, if that sounds familiar, yes, it is. And I'll tell you why in a second. But this goes on for a long while. Um, here's another part of it. Uh, God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack. Dot, dot, dot. What wolves? Um, fight the system all day and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. Really? And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. All right. It's so embarrassing. It is. It's just so yucky and like, (laughs) like toddlers. Like this is how toddlers view the world. Yeah. So that ad, of course, Jesus it is based Christ, on that's a speech. to listen to. It's based on a speech conservative radio broadcaster Paul Harvey delivered in 1978. Paul Harvey, the now you know the rest of the story guy. Yes, in he's 1978. Conservative? Oh yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, he delivered this speech called "So God Made a Farmer." He was speaking at a convention oh, for the I've Future Farmers of, of America, yeah. and he had to pander to them. So he gave that speech, but he just it was all about farmers, farmers. and like God made farmers because he needed people to take care of things Which, and it worked for that crowd the gist is that god wanted someone to do lots of work impact local government help your neighbor go to church be a real life norman rockwell character mm. and so god made farmers like great way to suck up to the audience at the time yeah ron DeSantis, he actually released an ad using all of that rhetoric and he used it in 2022 like standing backstage getting ready to go on i think you're right okay. yeah he used it in his 2022 re-election campaign for governor of florida and they took the same script they just changed like farmer to fighter and modified the rest of the script accordingly and he painted desantis as if he was some kind of american savior this ad does not even bother to stick to the original it just co-ops the format and it just makes shit up 
because Trump doesn't do any of these things. Like, it's not like the... Uh, some of the lines in here were in the original and they just copy pasted. Like, no, there here's an example. God saying this supposedly, mm. I need somebody with arms strong enough to rustle the deep state and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Well, he didn't either. Of he those. did not. Somebody to ruffle the feathers. Wait, do you tame think he had soft the cans to birth a child? Because I feel like there's a good <laughs> amount of pulling and yanking yeah. and screaming. And he definitely does not know he has kids. <laughs> Somebody to ruffle the feathers. Tame the cantankerous World Economic Forum. Come home hungry. Have to wait. Come home hungry? Yes, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends. Then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon and mean it. What are you saying So God to me? gave us Trump. Like, that's not in the original. They said that only now for he Trump. He comes home from the end of the day hungry and he has As to wait for Trump his... As if Trump has ever been hungry. Fair. And he has to wait for his wife to be done with lunch with her friend. Which she doesn't have any. A, she doesn't have any. B, a long lunch date goes to like 3.30. Yeah, also, <laughs> like, yeah. Five o'clock. And so so what you're saying is the first lady's job is to hang out with her friends all day. And yes. then make the president wait for her to be done hanging out with her friends. Right. So they can, what, eat dinner? Right. She was been eating lunch, so why does she want dinner? And she's a professional model. She doesn't eat either. And also, she doesn't cook dinner. Uh-uh. So why yeah, does he I, need to wait for her? Th- those I mean, are the there's correct... Some, there's some holes in this story is what I'm saying. <laughs> You're saying there might be reason to doubt yeah. Trump stuff? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're co-opting the whole format, but they're not even using the original. They're making shit up in yeah. the way... In that way. Yeah. And again, what's the purpose? Because the people who follow Trump's account might fall for it, I guess. This but is... again, go, going back to if Joe Biden released an ad like that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? I would rail, like, just rail on it yeah. so bad. It he... reminds me of, in 30 Rock, the Queen Latifah character from, like, the latter episodes. She plays, like, a Democratic congresswoman. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, she'll just, like, get off on a rant and do that evangelical voice. <laughs> and you'll know when it's time to cheer because I'll stop. Like, yeah. this, is like. Uh-huh. this is what it feels like. Southern Baptist preacher. This is what it feels feels like yeah. just like if i say words that sound cool and use my thesaurus and also say them intensely with like drums in the background it feels yeah. in, like guess what music and speech are effective to people so yeah. trump I, isn't a caretaker he killed people with covid and his bad response to it he, ever he doesn't care of? he doesn't work all day famously he did not deliver his own grandchild i does good, he have grandchildren uh, he does, I believe, yeah, but he doesn't take really? care of his own. He didn't raise his own kids. No, he of praises North he Korea. He has a kid. He's currently not raising right uh, now, as we speak. He's yeah. not raising someone. And the idea that he's devout in any way, obviously, is a joke. He's a sexual predator. He's the two Corinthians guy. He said he doesn't need forgiveness. He doesn't. He couldn't name his famous Bible, his favorite Bible verse. He held up a Bible in front of a church after his team used tear gas to drive away protesters. Mm-hmm. There isn't a single white evangelical church in America that would elect someone like. Trump to be their pastor, yeah. at least if they wanted to be taken seriously. But as we just talked about in the last story, more than half of Republican voters, in, especially in Iowa, they seriously believe Trump is a person of faith. Remember that survey a while back? Like, who's more faithful? Trump yes. got higher numbers than, than Mitt Biden. Romney, Mike Pence. Yeah. Like, so where did this? <laughs> so this ad was not made by Trump. It was made by a troll, like right wing troll account. Uh, called the Dilly 300 meme team. Right wing troll, trolling the right or trolling the left? Oh, they're trolling the left. Basically, oh, their whole strategy. By making a dumb ad? Yeah. And the fact that Trump shared it, they're like, it's a victory. Daddy loves us. Like, because they made this tr- 
add. Um, the guy behind this group, his mm-hmm. name is Brendan Dilly. In 2019, he openly declared his strategy on a live stream. Right Wing Watch captured it at the time. He said, quote, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to go viral, which is accurate. And also, you said the quiet part out loud. What a fucking like, indictment we of our know culture. You are lo- we know you're lying. Uh, and again, he doesn't care because none of these Republicans care if they're lying as long as it serves the purpose. God, it's so frustrating. Yeah. The funny thing is, maybe, the fact that it's directly ripping off of what the Ron DeSantis team did, which directly ripped off of this 1978 Paul I Harvey speech. I still don't understand how trolling works if you're just making an ad for somebody yeah. and then they share it. That's not what trolling is. That's just making a commercial for somebody. I think the other stuff they do is more direct trolling. Okay, well... But yeah. Uh, there's a thing about satire that it has to make clear <laughs> that it's actually satire. Otherwise, it's just propagating the thing it's mocking. So let's all be careful of that, huh? I would also point out that any god who gave us Trump wouldn't be a god worth worshiping. Oh, my God. He's the pits. Yeah. Let's talk about what's happening. This is a quick story, but it happens in Michigan. Mm. Um, a Michigan lawmaker was so upset because... The state capitol last month, there happened to be a satanic temple display outside the capitol. There's oh, yeah. an open forum there. I believe they have an nativity. Is this one we talked about? Uh, we did not talk about this one. Okay. But there was a Baphomet goat display outside the capitol. Mm-hmm. There's also a nativity out there. And one of the things that happened at the, uh, at the time, a Democratic staffer for one of the lawmakers okay. in Michigan, took a picture next to the display uh-huh. and jokingly tweeted, in the name of Satan, I claim the sexy, satanic, Baphomet goat altar at our Michigan capital. Amen. Funny. And then a right-wing... And it wing, went well. <laughs> a right-wing extremist account shared a screenshot of that tweet as if she had done something horrible mm. and well, not joking. Well, if you joking. share a screen, uh, screen grab of something... You automatically know that thing was wrong. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Republicans in the Michigan legislature, I mean, seven of them signed on to a letter calling on the Michigan Capitol Commission. Seven, Seven. you say? They they wrote a letter, signed a letter, urging the Capitol Commission to remove the display entirely, claiming it contradicted the foundational principles of our nation Mm -hmm. and is a public display of evil. What was evil about it? They didn't say. They did not understand how the law does not allow the commission to pick and choose which displays go up as long as everyone meets the requirements. Mm. So one of those lawmakers was this kid named Josh Shriver. He's a very young man elected to the Michigan State House. Mm. So he made a video right before Christmas standing in front of the satanic display falsely suggesting it promoted Satan, which the Satanic Temple does not. Mm. And he said, you know, this is promoting Satan, who lies, steals, kills, and destroys. Well, Satan isn't real, though, bud. That too. Hey, bud. He also wrote online... <laughs> hey, bud, you know Satan's not real, right? <laughs> he also wrote, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the sadistic Satanic Baphomet goat altar at our Michigan capital. Okay, good. So it can stay there, and it's been rebuked. Great. Uh, Everyone's happy. That was what I thought, too. Like, all right, buddy, if you rebuked it, then calm down. What are you mad about now? Then it can't be... Then it can't hurt you. The, the statue can't hurt you if you rebuked it, Johnny. Yeah. So most of this, I would be like, all right, roll my eyes. It's a Republican acting Republican. How, well, you said None he's young, this. like in his 20s? Yeah. Ooh. And so whatever. I could 20-something white I dudes could, are not my favorite demographic, yeah. got to tell you. Oh, you know what podcast he listens to, too. Uh-huh. Like, you know the type. But here's where it gets even worse. Mm. Last week, he did an interview on some other podcast I've never heard of where he says he plans to introduce a bill 
that would revoke the nonprofit status of groups like the Satanic Temple. Actually, he said the Church of Satan, which is not related to the other group. I got this mixed up too, but don't but worry. This is what he said. Congress is hard. This is what he said. I'm actually, I actually am working on a policy right now. I haven't introduced it yet, but it's actually to really focus on making a distinction between the church, the Church of Jesus Christ, oh, and, church. and this quote unquote Church of Satan. And so removing tax exempt status from non theistic churches, such as the Church of Satan, I think is very, very well in order. He wants to remove the tax-exempt status from non-theistic churches, basically saying, I think I should have the right to decide which religions are good mm. and which ones are worthy under the government, and I'm just going to punish you for not being part of the, one of the right religions that I think are acceptable. Could you dig into... What's a non-theistic religion? There like, would are Jainism reli- be non-theistic? Jainism is non-theistic. Okay. Buddhism. I, is it, okay, that's always my other... There question. are Unitarian Universalists who would tell you they're non-theistic. Oh, they yeah. believe in a higher power, per mm. se, but, like, not Jesus, not mm. God, as people know it. So what? He would punish all of them, in theory? How would he even do this? Because the Constitution doesn't make a distinction. Uh, so I don't even know what... Like, I'm waiting to see this bill. I don't think he's actually going to do it because Republicans are all talk. <laughs> People like him are all talk. So I would love to see this bill because yeah. I want to know how he gets around this because he can't and he doesn't... He's too dumb to realize that. Huh. But I, I'm waiting to hear it. Like a plain reading of the Constitution, several decades of case law involving church and state, they make no distinction between different religions or religion versus non-religion. Freedom of thought is protected under the law. The only way you could revoke the Satanic Temple's 501c3 designation is, is to strip churches. Oh, is to strip churches of them too. Mm. Like, yeah, we could, by the way, if we wanted to revoke the tax exempt status for churches that are not, that are breaking IRS rules, mm-hmm. as many evangelical churches are, great. Guess what? The Satanic Temple would be fine because they don't do that shit. So again, if you want to fairly take away their tax exempt status for the Satanic Temple, you would have to take it away from all nonprofits, yeah. including Christian churches, and including conservative charities. Like, you don't get to decide which religions count and which ones don't. And I think I, I hate this kind of shit because there is such a, a thoughtlessness with, with which he describes his plans as if like it, it just is I don't know how to put this but just he says this as if like yeah this is a thing we're all gonna do and this is how it's gonna go like I mean, he Michigan's says it with a such blue a, state too where well, are you gonna go with he this? has such a deep misunderstanding of lawmaking and laws and the constitution like but I, he I, ran for office because he thought he's the smartest dude in the room. I'm telling you, 20-something white guys are going to ruin this world. Uh, he also added later he's working on a policy to make pornographic images illegal. Good luck with that. Why, though? I want to see his internet search I, history. This is just what I am always questioning. Like, the porn thing. the um, What's the, the covenant marriage thing? Like, yeah, yeah. Why are you just trying to like go around and scream at people about the things you like or don't yeah. like? It's so strange to me of like, oh yeah, you uh Then be a preacher. Then you could talk yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. Elected office can... where you serve the public is not your Go start a church uh, and it will be porn free and no gay people and no Satan and you will be safe in your right. little church. But then later he says, honestly, I work for God and not for man. Well, which again, you're an elected official. You literally work for the people. Did God vote for you? I want to see the ballots. God did not vote for him. God would never. Right. 
Um, so again, I don't think he's going to file a bill, much less get humiliated when he puts it out. Of him. I want to see his stupid face. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and the answer is, yeah, you guessed right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. He's the sort of dude who's all talk and no action. A, I think a, that guy you know, tried to assault me in a bar once. Yeah. A better Christian would use the power he has to get things done for the people in his state. But to because help the least among us, yeah. isn't that Because the thing? his faith taught him to be selfish, he's wasting his time on meaningless gestures like this one. Boy, Christians, you guys are doing good stuff out there. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, if you're a Christian and listen to this, what's Thank up, Thank you. What's up, bud? But... What's going on here? Yeah. You feel good about this? Can talk to me. Can you take care of your people? Can you, can you give somebody a phone call? <laughs> uh, talk to your friends and just say like, hey guys, guys, hey guys, I don't think maybe, I don't think maybe introducing legislature to strip nonprofits of their nonprofit status for no specific reason. I don't know if it's the right use of your time, my dude. Yeah. Like, you're in Congress. If you're you look at the list Congress. of bills this guy has filed, it's just what a collection like? of insanity. Like water fountain bills? <laughs> That's Sorry. that's was next that term. Dark? Was that too dark? Yes. I mean, was it? Is it far off though? Hmm. No. Right, I'm gonna do the next story. I have a story for you. In 2007, that's when what I, we're here for. I know. You have I wrote. For me. I sold my soul on eBay. Oh yeah. And at the time, <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. I swear to fucking god. <laughs> and so anyway, when that book comes out, it wasn't very good. Thank you. <laughs> I was asked by a bunch of publishers, like, "Hey, can you provide blurbs mm. for other books, especially because this was a Christian publisher, mind you?" Mm. They're like, "There's a bunch of hip Christian pastors, oh, the boy. sort of people who whole whose whole thing is I want to reach people who don't necessarily love church." They sit backwards in chairs. They play guitar. Yes. They have a pierced ear. Every youth pastor, I blurb their book, that sort of thing, <laughs> or they asked me to. And I, I wouldn't do it today. At the time, I kind of appreciated what they were trying to do, which sure. is to say, look, Christians have a reputation. We need to fix that. Yeah. And this um, is year 2010, 2011? Or years before then. Really? Like mid-aughts. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, good. If you want to try to wrest Christianity away from the more fundamentalist, more sure. right-wing preachers and make it more loving and less hateful, and I mean, okay, good you, luck to you. You become the cool atheist who, like, it's yeah. cool with Christianity, but, like, we disagree, but we can be friends. Yeah. And again, I'm not there now. Nope. Um, but, but at the time, that was prudent. At the time, all right. So... One of those books that they sent me that I did provide a blurb for, it was written by this pastor in Canada. His name is uh, Bruce Cavey. Cavey. Uh, he goes by Bruxy, B-R-U-X-Y. That's his nickname, I don't know, from childhood or something. But it's Bruxy. And he became, later on, Ontario's, quote, most influential pastor. He oh. started a church called The Meeting House, mm. which built itself, it still does, on its website as a church for people who aren't into church. Where it's like, yeah. it's like the theological equivalent of girls saying, I'm not like other girls. Sure. It's like, but you are. Mm. All right, whatever. Well, and also, that's just saying that you think other girls and other churches are bad. So yeah. They were also, even it's technically, it seems like a non-denominational thing, but they were affiliated with a, an Anabaptist denomination called Be In Christ Church of Canada. Is Anabaptist you have to, you don't get you're to an be, adult yes. to be baptized? Yes. Thank you for nice. almost talking over the fact that I knew something. Nicely Hemant. done. So it appeared it appealed this church to a lot of people tired of traditional churches. Mm. They actually drew in a ton of young people, which is weird for a lot of those types of churches. People crave culture and community. Sure. And so this became one of the largest churches, certainly in Ontario and arguably in Canada as well. Mm. So this was again, he started this thing in like the 2000s. It became really big, really fast. And all of that 
came crashing down in like 2021. Uh-oh. So this guy, somebody found your blurb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no one read his book either. I don't know. Um, after allegations of abuse, mm. Bruxy went oh. on a leave of absence. Oh. And then in 2022, he confessed at the time to an adulterous relationship, which I would normally not care about. But according to the victim, oh, buddy, no, this was sexual abuse. Oh, and no. I was under your counsel. I was under your pastoral counsel. Um, that victim actually said, this for me was not an extramarital relationship or affair. It was a devastating twisting of pastoral care into sexual abuse. Yikes. So after that, he resigned from the church. Mm. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. The meeting house, because this still exists even without the dude, mm. they hired a victim advocate. Her name is Melody Bissell to handle any additional allegations. Cool. Basically, if you also have complaints about the people at our church, like talk to her. She's a third party okay. independent this person that like we're bringing the right in. Thing to do. And yeah, that's that actually does sound like a healthy way for a church to yeah. handle this saying, Clearly, we're incapable of dealing with yeah. this. So we need professionals. We are hiring a professional to take care of this. You can talk to her. They had a part on their uh, a section on their website where you could reach out to her specifically. Wow. So the fact good. that as a woman is really cool. That too. So then it things got worse because oh, no. Bruxy was later charged with sexual assault by local law enforcement, wow. and the police even said there may be multiple victims. Oh, By fuck. August of 2022, the church said it substantiated two claims of sexual abuse and another case of sexual misconduct against the guy. And in one case, they admitted, quote, <sighs> the alleged victim was underage. Whoa. Yeah. So as things stand right now, this dude mm. is on the verge of going to trial because there are criminal charges involved here. It has nothing to do with the church anymore. Mm-hmm. He maintains his innocence. He denies everything. Okay, it's going to trial. But there were additional charges of sexual assault filed against him as recently as last month. Mm. Bissell, Melody Bissell, the advocate there, she said there were ultimately 38 allegations of misconduct against this guy. From how many accusers? Well, I don't know the accusers, but they went against this guy, Bruxy, and three other pastors he worked with. In the meeting In that church. Oh, boy. And those uh, those incidents... Mm. uh, include a lot that occurred long before she stepped into the role, meaning they only came forward when she got that position, but they did not so necessarily like come when forward. So it's like when give people the opportunity to tell somebody what happened to yeah. them, they'll usually do it. And they're older, and they have a better sense of what happened Fair. now, too. So and like the news is, this is happening. This is a universal yeah. thing, and it must feel less lonely. So what do you think uh, Bruxy is doing these days besides going to trial? Oh, God. Um... He's writing another book, and he reached out for Not a you, book. to you for a blog. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, he's going on a redemption tour of sorts. He started a new ministry online. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's called The Ghost of 1820, which is a reference to... I can't remember what it's a reference to. Fuck just but anyway, he says, Hello, friends. Welcome to my therapy. Uh, my name is Bruxy, and I'm a mess. But I'm also discovering that suffering, especially from self-inflicted wounds, can be a good teacher. And I'm learning so much. Also, you can give him donations at the website. Um, and the church, by the way, has said, you know, these they basically said, those were a few bad eggs. They're mm-hmm. all gone now, so all the rest of you should stay. Like, you're bad. They were bad. We're good. Look at us. We hired an independent contractor to handle potential allegations. We created a system to maintain accountability. But here's the thing, and this is why I really wanted to talk about this. Yep. 
Melody Bissell, oh, that no. woman who was hired as an advocate, fuck, she's no longer working with the church. She actually left last year. This is not news. This happened. She left last year. But this week, the C- uh, Canadian Broadcasting uh, Company, CBC, whatever it stands for, they put out an st- uh, article this week talking to her because she's speaking out now. And she says the church has since implemented new policies that are actually making it harder for victims to come forward. Oh, good job, guys. We and this is what she was speaking out about now for the first time. She says now, if victims want to report possible allegations of abuse, mm-hmm. in the past, the church said, talk to Melody. We have nothing to do with her. She's the third party. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, the church makes them go through someone else first before certain complaints are then forwarded along to Melody Bissell. So that's weird. Who is this person that they would be sending it to? According to the website... I bet it's a man. No, it says all complaints will be directed to, quote, our uh, independent complaint intake partner, Linda Lambert. Who's that? Who is Linda Lambert? Uh, She's a pastoral counselor affiliated Uh. with the Be In Christ Church. Huh. So it's someone who works on the inside. Sounds above board. Uh Uh-huh. And so basically she filters all those messages... And then maybe some of them Girl, theoretically uh, would go through to Girl, Melody. do better. Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, according to another person affiliated with the church, he said the church hasn't received any referrals or submissions since switching from having a victim's advocate to the complaint intake partner in April of 2023. Oh, that's good. That sounds like everybody stopped being abused. Yeah. Great. Great news, yeah. Canada. Melody Bissell said that while there were fewer complaints... Uh, like at the end of her time there compared to when she started, she was receiving complaints up until the end of her time in that position, which means people were contacting her up until the time she left and got replaced by someone in-house, at which point that pipeline was shut down. Jesus Christ. These fucking people. It's so insidious. It's so insidious. And it it means it's not just a couple bad eggs. No, it's the institution. thought is a couple of uh, bad eggs all yes. this shows me is that any dude who comes into power and a lot of women too and probably non-binary people have their own shit going on but dudes who come into power want to exercise that power more and more and like that is truly as i grow older this is what i'm understanding is that like people crave power and whether that is power over another person or power over their own fucking diet and that's why they can only eat 18 calories this day and 20 calories like it's all of a piece it's all trying to control everything around you and it's killing people yep so the lack of complaints it might be good news for the church but it doesn't mean people don't have reasons to complain. It well, could mean victims are no longer safe telling someone what a church leader did to them. Listen, if I'm looking for a new church and I'm like, oh, this place seems chill, and then I find this out, I there is a Jessica-shaped hole in the wall as I run yeah. out of there because I am not safe. People do not take my safety seriously in that place. They take people's reputation seriously. And, if the and complaint, this is how they operate. And if the complaint is, well, if it's criminal, go talk to the police. Well, guess what? Some of these concerns don't always rise to criminal behavior. Well, and the police sometimes. aren't And exactly. the police are the police. I know. <laughs> but even if your concern is this was really un- inappropriate it, that happened, it may not break a law, but mm. it needs to be reported because this is part of a pattern or something. Reporting those actions through the church's website may be the only option they have to stop it from happening in the future, and Mm. now they don't have that anymore. Like, why would you go to HR if the department exists to safeguard the church and not the people harmed by the church? Yeah, also don't go to HR anyway. They're working for the company, not for you. Right. Um, 
there's a <laughs> investigative outlet, media outlet in Canada called The Walrus. They reported on this church last it's a very year. Strange name yeah. for a very serious but they produce situation. Good, they produce good stuff. They reported on this church last year, uh-huh. and they spoke to many current and former members. Quote. And they pointed to a culture of denial and gaslighting that enabled misconduct and that swept long-standing problems, even criminal ones, under the rug. So, like, people know about this. People yeah, are speaking out about this. Know. And the church, the church is the problem. That also means the people who attend that church still and give it money and grant it legitimacy, they apparently don't give a damn about these abuse victims either. So, yeah, blame church leadership all you want. Yeah. But also... I say this to people who go to Catholic churches still. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Why are you supporting this institution? Because whatever good you think it's doing, this is also what you're supporting. And you should keep that in mind. Because, yes, you're doing something very bad by propping it up. And listen, I'm sure I could be called a hypocrite on that, too, on a number of fronts. There are plenty of things I have to do or I feel like I have to do. And I don't love everything the company does, too. But Mm. at least this should make you feel bad about it. Yeah. I think also, I think there is an element of holding, not that we should hold Christians and churches to a higher standard, but I would expect churches would hold themselves to a higher standard. You of would hope. Well, just like, you know, I, I've, I've talked about, I'm a riding instructor and I have this, this uh, gal who's 16 and she's like my little assistant and I'm constantly in my head and to her saying like, got to model good behavior here. Like true, like. Oh, I saw, I literally was walking with her. I forgot to turn on a light. I was like, <laughs> I have to go. You take get, responsibility seriously. I take responsibility because I literally said to her, if you weren't here, I'd pretend I didn't see that light, but I'm modeling good behavior. And yeah. so I went back and, and it's just things like that, that like, I am so aware of my actions and how they ripple out in the world, especially as an authority figure to young people or to people who follow me. Like it, it just How can you not take that responsibility seriously? How can you look at your church and say there are women who have been assaulted by the leaders of this church, and the most important thing we need to do is shut those women the fuck up? Yeah. Like, can you... It's it's unconscionable. How can you say that you're a good person or a Christian or here for community or keeping your community safe when you know the damage that is happening, you see it, you know who is doing it and how those people are getting help, and you're like, fuck them. It's It's... It's what Jesus said. Horrifying to me. It is horrifying how little these people care about their parishioners. This is like this is very much to me like the big movie studios hating animators and writers. Like, <laughs> dog, that's your bread and butter. That's how your product gets made. If you're letting all the women in your in your church be vic- you know be potential victims of sexual assault by your staff, and you're like, mm, well, they give me five dollars every Sunday in the basket, so it's fine. It's it's just infuriating like god damn it they can't pretend that churches are the end-all be-all and then pull this shit they just can't i just hate this one last story for you i'm sweating we'll we'll be done um representative mary miller who's a congresswoman from illinois but the part people don't go to uh she said in a recent interview that we would all be better off if there were more christians like her in power oh specifically she said Uh, I want to encourage people to run for office. That's fine. We need people that fear God, that believe they can't hide from God, and ultimately they're going to give an account to God. Those are the best people to hold positions, whether it's local or in the federal government. Um, Just really quick, the ghost of 1820 is from Matthew 1820. Jesus tells his disciple, wherever two or three gather in my name, I am there in the middle with them. Yeah. 
I don't know what ghost means, but anyway, um, where is this young lady from? Uh, she's from Southern Illinois. Mary and, Miller, you said? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, have fun Googling her. Oh, I will I run wa- it through. Oh, but. yeah, fair enough. Congress. <laughs> so anyway, obviously, I don't have to spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about, no, we don't need Christians in office. We can have them. There's a bunch that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But no, they're not the best people to hold office. Uh, as we just saw in that Michigan story, the guy who thinks he's working for God and not man, mm. you're not you're not sending your best Christians. Ooh, um, and she's in the southeastern part of Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it's like very not even the, conservative. The, the place close to like St. Louis. No, it's, it's just, the red it's, bubble near Indiana. Yeah, I was gonna say it's basically Indiana and Kentucky. It's what, like kind of the tri-state area. What she didn't say out loud, but she's mm, subtly yeah, suggesting is that atheists should be shut out of public office, mm-hmm. at least in theory, if well, not in law. People. And Muslims and Jews and progressive Christians, none of them should be in power because it's not like she thinks we're better off with President Joe Biden, who's a Catholic. No, she wants conservatives to run. Right. So it's not about God. It's not about God. It's about just whatever she agrees with. This is the same woman who has blamed the, quote, far-left atheist quest for power, whatever that means. That's ironic. For creating a, quote, mental health crisis, a drug addiction crisis, a crime wave, and a homelessness crisis which I don't wow. understand the We've been busy. We have been. She also have pretends... Have I missed a meeting? Because I don't yeah. remember the homelessness not thing. On the I agenda. was into the drug addiction yeah, thing, yeah. obviously. The yeah. homelessness, not so much. She pretends the Department of Justice is targeting Christians. She also the has said... famously liberal Department yeah. of Justice. Yes. Uh, and she also says the basis of all good law is the law of God. Uh, meanwhile, by the way, as we speak, How we're facing a government in- shutdown because the Christian nationalist who's the Speaker of the House can't even figure out whether to support our allies overseas. I'm just wondering how things are going in Gaza. If like yeah, you need a strong belief in God to have peace, just mm. just really quick. I haven't been paying attention to the Middle East. What's going on over there? <laughs> she Good doesn't things. either. The reason she can get away with saying any of this is because she is in one of Illinois' few ruby red districts. Mm -hmm. But again, just in the past couple of weeks, Republican governors in many states rejected federal funding that they could have gotten just by asking for it for a food program that would have helped low-income families in their states. They chose, they're like, what, feeding kids over the summer for free? Never, even though it's their own tax dollars that are paying for it. And it's already, like, on the books. Mm. You're not adding money there. Um, we've seen voters in deeply red states support abortion rights against the desires of Ooh, Christian leaders. I think leaders. she represents Champaign-Urbana, your old stomping grounds. No, not my... I never went there. Oh, you went to UIC. Yeah, different I one. I remember now. So anyway, the reason, if any of the rest of you have heard of Mary Miller... Uh, it's because, because you have a neighbor her name is Mary Miller. Yeah, no, it's because the day before January sixth, oh boy, uh, before the insurrection attempt, she was uh, at a rally where she favorably quoted Hitler. Oh, yeah, the exact words. Oh, God. The exact words being Hitler was right about. One thing. She said his name? She said his name. I thought it would be like some sort of quote, like, you know. And she the, forgot the it was actually quoted. The wheel only moves by... with the blood of the willing or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is a fun quote. But no, no, no. 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 She's like, she... you know, my good friend Adolf. Yeah. You might not have heard him. I want to uh, maintain his anonymity, Adolf H. <laughs> <laughs> so she did that the day before January 6th. Huh. And then after the Supreme Court overturned Roe so, v. Wade. I mean, to, in her defense, Hitler was a Christian. Yeah. So after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, she also made a speech where she called it a victory for white life. Zoinks. Holy and then shit. later on, everyone's like, 
wait a minute, what'd you say now? Excuse and she's me. like, and her spokesperson was like, she meant to say right to life. And everyone's oh, like, nope, it's not victory that. for right to life. That's not how a language works. Yeah. So that's Mary oh, Miller. Oh, Siri, mistranslation problem. Yeah. My favorite version of this is like, if she's saying Christians are better in office, like, Forget the gaffes, if you want to call them gaffes, which is generous. Ma'am, you quoted Hitler. <laughs> it's that she's bad at her job. In fact, I mean, this past August, there was a local newspaper that pointed out, like, while other politicians, including Republicans, were able to get millions of dollars in federal funding for local projects, because this is the one thing any congressperson can do, which is, oh, we bring have Bring no, money to their own bring district? Bring money to their That's district. That's their fucking point. There's an appropriations bill, and everyone can be like, well, we need to build XYZ in our mm. district, so I'm filing for millions of dollars. And then when they get that, they go back home and they say, look at what I did for look you. Look at this great bridge I made. Yes. And Mary Miller, her district, which covers, by the way, I think... A third geographically. It's a huge. Geographically, swath. it's a third of Illinois, but there's only four people that live there. But that's there, not how population right? works, yeah. Right. But her district was shut out entirely because she's like, I will not ask the government for anything. I don't believe the government should be doing this. And the Ooh. argument from the newspaper was like, I get what you're saying on principle, but Republicans everywhere else have no problem. Like, because if this Listen, is the rules of the game. she sticks to her principles. But it's bad for her district. Of which course is, it is. Of course it is. That's why we should vote her out of office. Because yes. she has bad principles. And this is the thing. This is while Republicans are in control of the House, too. Like, it raises the question of what good are you doing yeah. by electing people like you if you literally can't bring things back home that your constituents are already paying for with their taxes? So it's not that Christians can't be good public servants. It's that Christians like her are horrible servants, even for the people they're trying to, who are their voters. Yeah, By the way, who was she speaking to for this interview? Who was asking her questions? Oh. It was Tony Perkins, a right wing guy who He's has ties to white supremacists. Oh, good. He posed in front of the Confederate flag. Cute. And of course, he didn't press her on any of this. He just fawned over her as if she's ever done anything worth That's praising. That's all she said is, I don't believe in big government. And so... Like I, I'm that's very, her whole thing. Ha, are there, she doesn't believe in earmarks or pork barrel politics, which is fine on principle. Yeah. But if those are what the rules are, and even the Republican House yeah. does not want to change those rules, then buddy, play the game. I don't know. This is my I, thinking about gerrymandering too. It's like I'm all for ending yeah. gerrymandering, partisan racial gerrymandering across the country, but it's a problem in red states. So in Illinois, mm. where it's controlled by a Democratic supermajority, should we gerrymander? Yeah, we absolutely should. So should New York. Yeah. And they should, because again, it is stupid to go into battle where only one side gets to play. I just, I, I would know be you're fine right, with ending it. but it feels terrible. I know you're right, but it feels terrible. And also like... No, it doesn't. It feels, no, it feels shitty. It feels shitty that in order to get a fair representation of the country... Everybody has to cheat like that. It's just or every insanity. Democrats are all on board with pretty much all on board saying, fine, just if you want to end it, let's do it everywhere. Yeah. Republicans do not go that far. They're like gerrymandering in Illinois is bad. OK, follow up question. So you're cool with ending it everywhere. Yeah. Right. And then all those Republicans, especially in Illinois, shut up about it. Well, <clears throat> Because they don't want to end it. They know Republicans are advantaged by that unfair practice, so they don't actually want to fix the rules. Okay. Democrats, to their credit, by and large, do want to fix the rules, but mm. they don't have the numbers to pull it off right now. Because of... It, it's a, it's because an of gerrymandering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess... 
Okay, this is a bad opinion, and I know it. I'm going to say it anyway. There is something that I do respect that she sticks to her principles. Yes, those are miserable principles, and she is doing active harm for her district. I recognize that. However, those people voted a person like her into office. Oh, yeah, and the right way to think about it is, all right, if you voted for her, you're not getting anything. Then that's what you get, and if you're not happy with that, (laughs) maybe reconsider. It's your own damn fault. Marjorie Taylor Greene's district, you want to uh, suck yeah. it up and vote for her. Fine, you're Fine. lost. I just, oh, I don't know. There's just something about. To me, it's worse being a Republican who is like, I don't believe in federal government. I don't believe in whatever. And then you get in, you're like, well, I want this bridge right. or whatever. To me, that is more underhanded, even though it's better for their district, but it's a more underhanded action yeah. because they are running on a platform of no federal bullshit. And then immediately folding, mm-hmm. which again is better but for their stance, district. Which you're saying is is at least she's committed to her principles. That means her own constituents are paying taxes that they never get back in return in the same way. Yeah, dog, because they and, voted for a yeah. fucking idiot Republican. Like this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you vote, if you vote for a shitty Republican, if you vote for Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you still get your roads made and your schools fixed and whatever federal stuff they give you, then what is your why are you voting her out? You have your loud mouth, but she's also getting the shit done that you want done. Versus this woman is she's running her mouth and living by those principles. And maybe those are shitty principles. And maybe people in Southern and Southeastern Illinois will learn that. They will not. But do you see what I mean? Yes. Okay. I just need that sometimes yep. from you. I just need <laughs> I just need to know that you've a little bit been listening. Yes. And that's that's all I got. Yeah. Where do we where do we find you? You don't find me. I don't know. I'm on Facebook. Guys, Discord, hit me up. I really enjoy when I get on there, but I forget about it because of ADHD. There you go. Uh, and you could find us at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Yes, there's a Facebook group and a Discord mm. server. The links are in the show notes. Um, do your crosswords on Thursday nights. Friday. Oh, yay. Is that tonight? That's tonight. Yay. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um, It's a fun one. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. I actually read this the other night because I was feeling really sad. And I was like, maybe somebody will say something nice about me in the comments. Guys, depression sucks. All right. This says two thumbs up. December 21st. This is from Trashizik. Trashizik. T-R-A-C-I-J-C. Feels Polish. Five stars. This is one of my favorites. I get excited. Uh, each new episode for each new episode because I know I'll be equal parts disgusted by the news and laughing at the delivery. Thank you, Hemet, for your interesting stories with follow up, and thank you, Jessica, for your honest and hysterical reactions. Don't ever lose that fire. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks. Such a nice break Appreciate from it. vote shaming. I will not support a candidate <laughs> for a president that supports genocide. Stop telling people what they feel is wrong. We get gaslit enough by mainstream media. Right, we don't need to hear Trump. the same thing from you. Do better from Ed Sparkable Twelve. Right, vote shame. What is vote shaming? Man. I don't know. Go like we say. Have don't fun with Trump. I guess I, I don't know what you want to do. Like, then I feel like ju- the thing I just said was very clear. Of like, if what you want is nothing, then vote for a Republican. Then be an idiot. And then yeah, yeah, sucks to suck. Don't have respect for that position. Gonna have to get insurance because those potholes are gonna be egregious in Southern yeah. Illinois. Anyway. That's probably uh, not what are we a talking about thing. in the bonus. Oh, you know what? All I have uh, written down. This is so stupid. Is endless chowder, because it's just the worst phrase I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I also had another one of my fun sleepovers with my friend Anne and our friend uh, Jackie joined us. So I'll talk a little bit about that. I watched a movie. Really? What movie? Saltburn. I haven't watched that yet. Oh my god! Damn I'm ahead it. of you on this one. No, I need to watch it because I need to. Get I won't the memes. give away spo- spoilers. 
Oh, boy. I think I have something else. I don't remember. All right. We'll, just we'll see you out. in the bonus. Goodbye.